Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Dave Fremlin Show. This is take three, and um, I'm Dave Fremlin, and I'm your host, and you're listening to me. Yay! So I did a whole podcast about, I was working on one about 11 minutes into it. My phone rang, and it was my girlfriend, and I wanted to talk to her because she's been out of town, and I've been out of town, and we've been in separate towns, and, um, and we needed to catch up. And so I had already done a podcast or was into it and I completely lost my train of thought and I came back to it and started rambling and it didn't no longer had it it made it I no longer had a passion about what I was talking about. And um, instead I got off on a tangent about this other thing, which probably is what I'll talk about now. So uh, the the thing I wanted to mention you are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Want to share with anyone who's interested out there? Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time. Yeah. To boot it up. Um, and so I. Anyways, and now tonight I'm gonna not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay. I guess Welcome. we'll see what happens, right? I don't know how to talk about it. I've talked about it so many times. Is, uh, you know, this thing that happened to me with COVID-19. <clears throat> and in a way, it's still happening. So my, my friend asked me, she said, well, what happens if I come out to Florida to visit you? And then every year at a certain time, you come back out to San Diego and you're visiting your family. And I responded very curtly and quickly. I will not be in San Diego visiting my family. In fact, I've come to the realization that I might never see anyone in my family again in person. It's very possible that I will never see them again in person. All right. And so let me explain that because this could be the whole topic of a podcast. And there's somebody out there probably who is listening who's going through a similar thing because I can tell you right here now that no matter how much I'm different when I'm in a crowd, there's a million other people that are like me that are also the one who's different and struggling. And so um, if you're out there and you're listening and you hear me, then this is what's happening. So um, she asked me, well, w- would you be coming back to San Diego? And I said, never. Well, why? Well, you know, there's a thing that happened to me that made it where I can't look at the people that I used to think were my best friends and family. I can't look at them anymore. And uh, the main thing that happened is I'm not judging anyone, okay? Anybody can believe any way that they want. And people are entitled to freedom and they're entitled to think any way they want. But when you start being oppressive to me and you start trying to impound upon me that whatever my way of thinking is is wrong just because you think your way of thinking is right, you're going to find me in a very combative mood. And I came down with what well, didn't come down with. It came to pass over a period of lifetime that I had become, uh, I had developed challenges with my emotional and psychological health due to the fact that I was taking medications for a physical problem that ended up screwing me up in the head. And when it came time that I needed help, 
all the people that I had, and I don't want to sound like I'm just bitter Betty, okay? I am really telling the truth here. All the people that I had spent time going out of my way for, they really, once they had things going on in their life, they didn't need me anymore and they didn't have time for me. And then came along COVID and I broke my foot and I needed even more help. And what I got was people still wanting me to help them. And I'm all crippled now. My whole life has changed due to having a broken foot. And the foot is healed now. But the way that my foot feels when I step down on my foot, it no longer feels like my foot. It feels like some burning, painful, horrible metal thing. And it, it's, I used to love, I used to love to take long, walks and look at people's gardens along the way and look at scenery and and long walks on the beach and go you know uh looking at buildings and architecture and whatnot and just stroll pasajata and now i don't like to do that anymore because it hurts and um it has changed the way that i go about doing things it has limited me from doing one of the things that I love doing most in the whole world, okay, which is taking long walks. And long walks were very good and distracting for me, and I can't do it anymore. And when that came about, then the same thing happened when then COVID came. And so not only was I isolated from the thing that I could do myself that I liked, I now had nobody coming around that would want to even hang out with me and I started to well I've not changed I've been thinking I've been all about my rights and the constitution for as long as I can remember but I found that people don't understand the government the way it's supposed to work and they don't really understand the value of freedom and individual liberty and I found that people were very willing to give up all of their rights and freedoms and my rights and freedoms, by the way, in order to be considered safe. People are running around saying that the government needs to keep us safe. The government's job is to keep us safe. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. The Constitution of the United States of America is the governing document of this country. And there is nowhere, nowhere in there does it say that the job of the executive branch of the government is to keep the people safe? It's not in there. The job of the executive branch of the United States government is to protect and defend the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And the Bill of Rights, the number one amendment is freedom of speech, religion, freedom of the press, freedom of assembly. And the minute COVID came, people were willing to give up that right immediately, immediately to stay home, give up their jobs and because they were scared. And so what they did is they showed the government, if you scare me, I'll obey you. And so the government has been continuing to do that ever since. And I was in California and I was telling people, this is a scam. This is the government trying to scare you. They're trying to take control of you. They're going to use climate change next. (coughs) They're building these narratives to scare you. 
just like they build the false flag shootings in order to take your guns. Okay, the government wants to control you and you should never trust the government. So this happened and I started to become very upset when the people around me not only didn't listen to my point of view, while I'm, by the way, suffering in pain alone and suffering with mental health issues coming off of medications that are leaving me depleted of dopamine, by the way, and with a broken foot, by the way, and with you know complete changes in my life, like 100% change of the way I do my life, by the way, and instead of coming over to be supportive to me, you come over and try to argue with me. And when I try to tell you facts, you're going to just shut down. And here's the way they do it. They go, well, I, I respect your right to think that way. I just don't see it that way. I'm like, okay, so I said to my brother, you know, China's our enemy. He goes, well, I don't see it that way. I'm like, well, you know what? Whether you see it that way or not, it doesn't have really any bearing on the actual reality. See, this is part of the problem with the progressive liberals is they think that just because they see something a certain way, that that's the way it is. So like, you know, there's this clip going around of Rashida Tlaib and she's talking about the defund the police movement. They have this new act out there called the, the Breathe Act where they want to like clean out the jails and defund the police. And she gets confronted and she says, well, you know, well, yeah, we don't need to, the way that we're doing it is wrong. Okay, that's great. But what are you going to replace it with? You see, they have this idealist thing, this thinking in idealistic terms, and they don't understand that people aren't that way. If you remove the police, the people will behave badly, period. If you don't put people in jail, then they'll continue to commit crimes. I'm Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. It's human nature. And the progressives, they don't want to accept human nature. They don't want to accept any reality. And when I was confronted with this, I thought that there were people in my world that were like me. I thought that I was like, okay, my mom and I, you know, I have people around. But no, they're not. And they were not only respectfully disagree they literally look at me in a way like who takes you seriously and when you when you go through a period of time where enough people turn on you in this way and they look at you like who who pays attention to you after a long enough period of time you start to resent those people and you start to not care about them anymore and you start to not really give a darn about what they think because all they think, why, why would I care about what somebody thinks who doesn't think anything about me? You don't think a thing about me. Why would I care what you think? <laughs> like that's like throwing my thoughts down the toilet. You're not thinking, and you don't think anything about me. You think of me as like somebody can just be bossed around and do what you tell me. Why would I care anything about what you think? Why? Give me one good reason. There isn't one. And so after a period of time, I started to recognize why am I, why am I, here I am, I'm not doing any of the things I like to do. I'm fighting with people all the time, arguing. I'm feeling dismissed. I'm feeling like stabbed in the back. I'm feeling dependent and unhappy. And why would I want to continue to do that? Why would I? 
And then when I try to get away, when I say I want to go do something else, I get people trying to like lay guilt trips on me. Oh, but but I counted on you for this and you promised me that. Well, I'm sorry, but I kept my end of the bargain. And where's your end of the bargain? As soon as COVID came, your end of the bargain went out the window. Well, I was still following my end of the bargain. All right. And then the final straw on the camel's back was when my brothers basically completely disregarded my feelings about my father's medical care. And they decided that it was a two to one vote. And I don't think that my father's best interests are done handled, best handled by a majority vote. You can have the majority vote and it still be wrong. You know, it's best based on fact. And they did not, they did not want to listen to the facts. They did not want to listen to me. And now my father is extremely ill, probably dying. And I'm not even going to get to see him. And I'm not going to get to go to his funeral. And I'm not going to because I don't want to see my brothers or my mom. I don't want to see anyone in my family. In fact, I don't want to see any of the people I knew in California. And then usually on Thanksgiving, I spend with my cousins in Palm Springs. And there was no invitation this year. And there was no call. And there was no text message. I'm the person who reached out to every one of my friends. Every one of my friends, I sent a text, Happy Thanksgiving. And most of them responded. But none of them were the first one that reached out to me. None of them. None. And so, I mean, after, it's okay if that's like once in a while or sometimes, or sometimes I reach out and sometimes they reach out. But when it's always me, if I don't reach out to them, they will never, ever reach out back to me. Never. And so I just, you know, I don't know whether it's better to just be lonely and then see what the next set of people that I attract to me is or whether I don't really know what the answer is. But here's what I'm doing about it. I don't think it's a good idea to go backwards. And I don't think it's a good idea to spend ruminating about these negative events that happen. They pop up in my head. They cause me problems. Okay, like obviously today, um, you know, it's caused me a problem. And the thing that I need to do is remember that who wants people in their life that are phony and fake and not and don't care about you, especially. You could be phony and fake, but if you're, you know, genuinely at least care about me, you know, and don't just take advantage of me, but nobody has reached out to me. And I don't, I, I think that that is very telling and that right there should be the answer. The answer is they don't reach out to me. And so maybe it's time to do something else. And maybe it's good to be alone here out in Florida for a while and just, you know, be alone for a little bit. The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to The Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. I'm not afraid of being alone. I'm afraid of being depressed and being alone, but how I deal with that is I make sure that I follow the regimen for the restless legs to keep myself from being too uncomfortable. I remember that I am over a certain age, and so my expectations can be different than they used to be when I was younger.
and uh, and I just try to make the adjustments where I can. And so, um, you know, this has been this weekend. I'll tell you the truth; it's been difficult. You know what it's like. You want to know what it's like actually to to actually have the mental health problem or psychological health problem that I have. You want to know what it really feels like? Is that when I wake up in the morning? I I wake I when I finally I don't sleep very well because of restless legs, and when I finally do fall asleep at like four in the morning, I go right in to dream world, and the dream world that I live in is extremely real and vivid. I mean, I can touch things in that world and feel the cold marble of a marble pillar, or I can feel the flabby skin when I touch my body in my dream. I can, I can feel and taste and smell and be 100% in the dream as much as I am in real life. So then when I wake up, there's this, there's like, it's almost like being born. There's a, 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 a few moments of just extreme pain where just like every part of my body, it feels like every every place where there's bones that come together, which there's over 200 and some odd things like that in the body, it feels like they're just bone on bone rubbing together in my neck, in my shoulders, everywhere. And it takes a good few minutes to just lay there in bed and be in pain. Then I have to come out of this fog where I'm like, what just happened to me? What was happening in that other world? And I have to kind of let it fade out. And then I have to put my feet on the ground and I have to just like be there because the confusion in my brain, I don't know how to describe it other than to say it feels like deja vu. It feels like I've something repeated that's familiar, that's not 100%, that's mysterious in a way and it it causes me a difficulty and then finally when that's over I go through this period of and it's really difficult I got to try to think positively because I just want to start ruminating on negative things I want to be overwhelmed immediately there's usually two or three things that I have to do during the day that suddenly feel like they have to be done right now Right this minute, all of them. And it becomes like very difficult to then decide what's the next thing I'm supposed to do. And so the thing that I do that works very well is I only think about the one next thing. So if I had three things to do today and I was starting to go like, oh my God, what am I going to do first? Do I go here first or do that first? I go, no, I'm not doing any of that. Right now I'm making my breakfast. And I push everything off the brain, everything off completely, except for the one next thing. Right now, I'm just doing my podcast. That's it. I'm only doing this. There's nothing else in my world. And that is how I, that's what it's like to, to, that's only partially what it's like because there's also these sort of ranty, mood swings that it just depends in the morning but um you know it's difficult and you know this weekend has been rough 
because I had a plan. I was going to go down to Miami. I did a good job. It, it distracted me. Hi, I'm Dave Fremland, host of the Dave Fremland Show on Podbean. Now you can listen to me on Spotify also, but please support my podcast by clicking the follow button on the Podbean or Spotify app. Thank you for listening and have a nice day. But Miami, I had no idea that it was going to be so much of Miami and that I would need more money and more time. And it was a good distraction, but I'm still, I'm still in my head about like, I still have visions of Miami when I close my eyes. I still not 100% back yet. And I was only there for like 24 hours. But, it, you know, I don't know. Part of it is this, like, dopamine thing I go through where, like, my, my memories and my current, uh, current and past and dream memories all kind of mix together. And it becomes very confusing um, and distracting. But, so today I just am doing a podcast. I'm going to clean my house. I'm going to relax. I'm going to go through stuff. I'm going to give it to Goodwill. And I'm going to try to stay away from people in my family. You know, this, this thought of never seeing people in my family again is too much. So it's like for now, I'm going through a period in which I need time. You know, I need time because what people showed me what people showed me about themselves. And if it was like one or two people and then I had three or four other people in my life to balance it out, it wouldn't have been so bad. But in California, I mean, everybody. When I went to meet my friend for a walk on the beach, she had a mask on. She walked 10 feet away from me. I'm like, what is the point of me coming all the way up to the beach to go for a walk with you with my sore foot and you're not going to be close enough that I can hear you when you talk to me. And then her idea is, when I told people, here's a funny thing. When I told people I was going to Florida, they immediately stepped back three feet. Like suddenly I automatically already have COVID. And when I tell people, oh, I've moved to Florida, they go, why? What? Why would you move to Florida? Because they, they know that it's a red state. And they think that nobody could possibly go from a blue state to a red state. Who would go from California to Florida? But you know what there is in Florida that there isn't in California? Florida is great. I had no idea Florida had so much to offer. But you know what isn't here? Homeless people on every corner. You know what isn't here? Like a really like sort of oppressive attitude about politics, one-way thinking, political correctness. I'm allowed to be whoever I am here, okay? I don't get, I could wear my Alex Jones t-shirt and walk down the street and people honk their horns at me and wave American flags. <clears throat> and I could talk about being a gun owner and, uh, and I can just, you know, be whoever I am. In California, man, oh my God. You put an NRA sticker on your car and your car gets windows bashed in. I mean, it is really scary. And they don't even know that they're in it. They don't even know that they're in it. And I had a friend call me just the other day and said, are you living in Florida now? And I go, yeah. And they're like, I hope you're being careful. Hope I'm being careful from what? I'm living my life. Life is not full of careful. 
if you want to live your life, life is not full of careful. Living your life is full of risk. It's full of danger. Every time you walk out your house, you have a risk of dying. Every time you go to bed at night, you could die in your sleep because you're not monitoring everything you're doing all, all night. You know, you want to be careful, go to jail. You know, jail is where it's safe and careful. Okay. You know, no, I don't have any desire to, to live in a cocoon that is safe. I'd rather go out and live my life. Every time I walk across the street, I risk getting killed. But I'm not going to not walk across the damn street. And I'm not going to wait on your side of the street with you and not go across the street just because you're afraid. And just because you're afraid, don't impose on me that I can't go across the street because that's your fear, not mine. And what's happening now with these people that are in charge, they're imposing their fear upon everybody who's not afraid. You know, and we're having a huge separation. I've never seen a situation in America where people were literally fleeing from one state to another. And Florida is the fastest growth. Everybody's coming here. And I didn't, I, I love Florida. I didn't even know. I mean, I moved to Orlando. It's not even the greatest part of Florida. And I went to, and it's adequate here, okay? And it's a great investment for property. But I went down to the coast, to Miami. As like, I've done, I never thought of Miami before. I never even thought of it as like a city. I thought of it as like some beach town. Miami is a huge, glamorous, big cosmopolitan international city. So, in fact, once you get to like the coast, from even from Orlando, it's just solid, like one city after the other, like all suburbs of each other. They all run into each other. It's very urban down there. I had no idea. No idea whatsoever. I had no idea. And I see some more time down there in my future. But for now, I think it's good to be low-key here in Orlando. Anyway, so that's my podcast for today. I have no idea what the topic is. I'm going to make a title. And the title is going to be, I don't know. I have to listen to the first part of the podcast and see. Okay, thank you for listening and have a great day. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.